guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, friends, we're getting into the most often read chapter in Scripture, at least from my experience. It is 1 Nephi chapter 1, right? We read this one all the time, and rightfully so. It's a fantastic chapter. And so I want to start right out the gate with verse number 1, probably the most often read verse in Scripture. We all know it. I, Nephi, having been born of goodly parents. We'll talk more about that later this week. Therefore, I was taught somewhat in all the learning of my father, and having seen many afflictions in the course of my days, nevertheless, having been highly favored of the Lord in all my days. Yea, having had a great knowledge of the goodness and the mysteries of God, therefore I make a record of my proceedings in my days. So this is Nephi writing about this long after the fact. He's looking back and he's saying, I'm going to make a record of all of the ways that God has blessed my life. And one of the things I love about this verse, again, there's so many different directions you can go just with this one verse. That last phrase is very significant. Therefore, I make a record of my proceedings in my days. What would happen if Nephi had not taken the time to make a record of his proceedings? In fact, you go to the next couple verses, I make a record in the language of my father, which consists of the learning of the Jews and the language of the Egyptians. I know that the record which I make is true, and I make it with my own hand, and I make it according to my knowledge. You know, this for me is a testimony of keeping some kind of a record. I think we sometimes myopically think that the only way we can keep a record is through, like, writing. And there's so many different ways to do this. Some people are not writers. Some Some people like to verbally process things. Some people do vlogs. Some people do pictures. And it really doesn't matter how you make a record of your proceedings. I just think it matters that you do it. And many people do it different ways. And I know a lot of people are like, what do I write about? They don't know what to do. What do I do this about? What do I share? Well, I think Nephi gives us an example in this whole chapter of what to share. Now, as you get into verse number four, in the commencement of the first year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, my father Lehi, having dwelt at Jerusalem in all his days, and in that same year there came many prophets prophesying unto the people that they must repent or the great city of Jerusalem must be destroyed. So one of the things you can do is you can rewind back to Old Testament times, and really I guess the question is, how bad was Jerusalem doing in around 600 BC? Well, one of Lehi's contemporaries is the prophet Jeremiah, and so if you go to Jeremiah, particularly some of these verses right here, Jeremiah 4 verse 22, they are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. Jeremiah 9, 2 through 3, they be all adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. They bend their tongues like their bow for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth. For they proceed from evil to evil, and they know not me, saith the Lord. Then you go down to Jeremiah 23. This is a powerful verse. Verse 14, they commit adultery, walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, and none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Okay, so that gives you an idea of what these people are like. And all I can say is it's a good thing that our world isn't like that today, right? But you see these things and it is frustrating because you see similarities. Whenever you read the Book of Mormon, you can see parallels and contemporaries to the day that we live in. And there's things going on like that. So what does the Lord do? He calls a prophet and his name is Lehi. And how is his message received? Well, not very well. As he goes out there and he invites the people to repent. Most people do not like being told 
told that they are doing wrong. I would have loved to have the people say, as Lehi is saying, you know, it's time Jerusalem's going to be destroyed. And like, yeah, you know, you're right. We should probably change. That's a great idea. But human nature, we don't always respond that way. So from about verse 5 to 18, I had someone point this out to me one time, and I loved this idea. Lehi seeks God in prayer, has a vision of the Father and the Son. He's given a book. He tells people about it. He's rejected by many people, had his life threatened, and then he was required to move to new places. Now, as you see that comparison, you look at Joseph Smith also seeks God in prayer, has a vision of the Father and the Son. He's given a book. He tells people about it, rejected by many people, has his life threatened, and required to move to new places. It seems like oftentimes when prophets share those messages, like I said, not everybody is very excited to hear that message. Now, back in the day, they sought to take away his life. Now, nowadays, you don't see that, but you do see people really go after prophets on social media and various platforms on the internet. The methods may have changed, but oftentimes the message is still met with that same type of opposition. You see it every time we have general conference. There's going to be people out there going after those prophets because of the message they share, and that message is to repent. Now, again, not everybody likes to hear the message of repentance, and so you got the people seeking to destroy Lehi. So it's so important for you and I to be able to repent and be humble and seek that counsel. In fact, verse number 20, the very last verse, which I think is a wonderful verse. When the Jews heard these things, they were angry with him. Again, we see that today. Even as with the prophets of old, whom they had cast out, stoned, and slain, and they also sought his life that they might take it away. But then this last little phrase is so significant. But behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith to make them mighty even unto the power of deliverance. Now, many of you will remember Elder David A. Bednar, one of his very first conference talks he gave when he was put into the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles was called The Tender Mercies of the Lord. It was given in April of 2005. And he talks about how Nephi brings up this idea of the tender mercies. And he asks the question, what are the tender mercies of the Lord? Well, Elder Bednar says the Lord's tender mercies are the very personal and individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolation, support, and spiritual gifts which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's tender mercies do not occur randomly or merely by coincidence. Faithfulness, obedience, and humility invite tender mercies into our lives. And it is often the Lord's timing that enables us to recognize and treasure these important blessings. We should not underestimate or overlook the power of the Lord's tender mercies. The simpleness, the sweetness, the constancy of the tender mercies of the Lord will do much to fortify and protect us in the troubled times in which we do now and will yet live. You know, back to this idea of Nephi making a record of his events in his time period right here. When we are trying to make some kind of a record, we're not quite sure what to write about. What if we wrote about or shared about or vlogged about or pictures, whatever it is, about the tender mercies of the Lord? Like Elder Bednar said, the very personal and individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolation, support, spiritual gifts that we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not sure what to vlog or write about, write about those things in your life and you're going to see a lot of power in them. One of the things I've heard is that the eyes will see what the mind is looking for. And so if you're looking for the negativity out there, you're going to find it. If you're looking for the tender mercies, you will find them every single day. Now, what does Nephi want us to do with these tender mercies? If I could put a little phrase right at the end of verse number 20, where Nephi says, I will show unto you the tender mercies, I would add this. I would say, so look for them in this book, because Nephi is going to show you how when you exercise that faith, he is going to make you mighty even unto the power of deliverance, and you will see it 
all through the Book of Mormon. You will see it in 1st Nephi. You'll see it in this week as we're studying 1st Nephi 1 through 5. I want you to look for it. As you look for it, you're going to find it. And take the time also to write down those things in your own life. And I promise you, you will see those tender mercies every day in the midst of all of the craziness that this world has to offer. You will see God and you will see Jesus on a daily basis. I am grateful for that knowledge and I know that that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at BombSocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.